Good. Uh, if it's your first time, thank you so much for joining us. Um, as Nathan said, we are a new community of faith that believes no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, there's room at the table. Um, if it is your first time, uh, you caught us on a unique Sunday. We're actually taking a break um, from the series that we've been in called The Paradigm. Uh, the Paradigm, we've been examining the book of Exodus. We've been examining um, the politics of Egypt and the politics of Israel and making the claim that um, within this story, you find every story. And within this, this story, this, this meta-narrative, every time, every place, every age can find themselves, can locate themselves. And I, I find it um, not coincidental that uh, even though we're taking a break from the paradigm today, the paradigm's not taking a break from us. Um, as Liz alluded to, um, if you were keeping up with the news this past week, there was um, tremendous displays of hatred. Um, the group of white nationalists gathered um, to protest from all across the country, to protest who knows what, um, to protest their country changing, and it was met by counter-protesters and violence ensued and it culminated um, with a car being driven into a crowd of counter-protesters um, and one person dying. Uh, at the time, we're, at, as of now, uh, we're still waiting for more details to emerge, but at least on the surface, it, it seems difficult not to call that uh, domestic terrorism. Um, and I just wanna take a moment before we start and just pray for Charlottesville. I think um, what, what saddens me most of all is when, when you sort of reading the news and seeing the videos, hearing the chants of, of uh, the white nationalists, which, you know, as Christians, what we're able to do is we're able to, um, to speak truthfully. And, and so if we're gonna speak truthfully, um, I think a better term would be people who are very, very racist. Um, but I think what's sad to me here in their chants is they, they were chanting, walking the streets, chanting, you will never replace us. You will never replace us. And for any of us who have been reading through the, the, the paradigm, reading through the book of Exodus, you can hear at the absolute core of that cry, deep fear, the politics of fear. You will never replace us. You will never replace us. You can almost hear the child saying, what's gonna happen when mommy goes to the hospital and come back, comes back with a little brother? Am I still gonna be loved? And the way evil works is that um, though it starts as fear over time and through many evolutions, it calcifies into such hatred that you probably couldn't give a justification for what they hate anymore or why they hate. Um, so what's the response of the church? The response of the church is as Liz said, um, as Dr. King put so well, hatred cannot drive out hatred. Only love can do that. The response of the church is that Jesus' table has been set and all are invited to it. But make no mistake, to come to Jesus' table is to drop your weapons, is to drop your hatred. It's so interesting in that cry, you will never replace us. There's a, there's a possessiveness. This is ours. You will not take it. And it reminds me immediately of Stanley Hauerwas's quote, that discipleship, following Jesus, is nothing more than extended training and learning to be dispossessed. Nothing is ours. It's all his. We're learning to approach each day as a gift. And when you have that, that moment, when you're able to say each day is a gift, 
Man, the table's set and all are invited to it. Love never fails and it will drive out the darkness. And the last thing I wanna say before we pray, they were saying, you will never replace us and then sometimes they would say, Jew will never replace us. And also unsurprisingly, though this seems to be an issue in our country between white and black, the Jews still get drug into it. And for those here who might not be Christians, is it not interesting that when you look back in history, the Jewish people have always been hated wherever they are. Why? Why are they so hated? Unless they are, as God said they would be, my chosen people. The source of evil's hatred, but through you, I will manifest such love and such light. Um, so we're gonna pray. And uh, I wanna pray a little differently before we join together. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the, the, the book of Psalms is Israel's prayer book. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said, Psalms are the prayers that God has given his people to pray back to them. So whenever you don't know what to say, go read the Psalms. But don't just read them. Interestingly enough, the Psalms are not meant to be read. They're meant to be sung. I don't know if you know that. They're meant to be sung. The prayers of Israel are sung unto the Lord, as Liz said. We sing, fear not, keep on, watch and pray. That is our prayer to God. And so uh, I'd like to sing a line um, very badly, but I'd like to sing a prayer from a song by the David Crowder band. That's called, Oh God, Give Us Rest. Uh, if you would close your eyes with me. Oh, great God, give us rest. We're all worn thin from all of this. The end of our hope with nothing left. Oh, great God, give us rest. Oh, great God, do your best. Have you seen this place? It's all a mess. And I've done my part too. Yes, I confess. Oh, great God, do your best. Could you take a song and make it thine? From a crooked heart twisted up like mine. Would you open up heaven's glowing eye? Shine on in, give these dead bones life. Shine on in, give our dead bones, life. Jesus, we come to you today and we say we're really tired and our hearts really hurt. There's such hatred, Lord. There's such blind hatred still in this world for no good reason other than fear Somehow we were convinced along the way through fear that this is ours, that something is ours. 
Lord, the church in America, we repent. We confess of all the ways where we have not represented you truly. We confess of all the ways that we've been complicit in racism, where we've been active in racism, where we've been silent in the systems of racism and of hatred. I confess the ways I, as a white male, have stayed silent, have been afraid to speak. Father, this world is too big and it's too dark for any of us to see how the light will win in the end. But you have promised it is so. And you've laid on each one of our hearts the freedom of the gospel. You've told us that Egypt will not have the final word in our hearts. Egypt will pursue, but it will be drowned in the waters. And we will follow you into the desert. With open hands, totally dispossessed of everything we thought was ours. Lord, we pray for Charlottesville. We pray for the city that is waking up. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine just an anger and sadness and pain. We pray for the family of the one who died. Lord, we pray that this might awaken, this might awaken us in this country to our hypocrisy, to the ways we are so hypocritical that questions might be asked. Like what would have happened if this angry group of tiki torch wielding, hateful swearing people had been people of color? How would have the response been different? Would that show us our hypocrisy? Would you make the church a place of mourning, a place of lament? Would you make us a place of prayers that we sing? Only you can do it, Jesus. Only you truly know what love looks like. But Father, if the politics of Egypt is a politics based on fear, and your kingdom is one based on absolute love, love that possesses no one, love that possesses nothing, love that refuses to possess even our own life, but is willing to offer it to the other, to the enemy, free of charge and with joy. Would you make Hope Brooklyn that type of place? Would you make us people where your light is clearly seen, where the table is set, your table, and where all are invited to it? Would you give us courage to speak truthfully to the world, to name evil, we don't have to be afraid of truthful speech anymore. That's what your gospel tells us. Because the truth is we are all broken and there is no hope for us but for you, Jesus. Therefore, we don't have to be afraid any longer. We can confess to one another our sins. We can name evil and we can invite all to the table. Give us courage to stand up. Give us courage to continue to walk, to fear not, to keep on, to watch and pray as we follow you, Lord. Heal Charlottesville 
for only you can, Lord. Manifest your spirit's power through the local churches there. Would you bring upon this country a tremendous wave of repentance? A tremendous wave of repentance. You're alive, Jesus, and we put all the weight of our lives into your story. It's in your name we pray, amen.